0: Welcome to Don't You Forget About Me, the New Wave Music Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm T-Bone. We'd like to welcome you back to our second episode. Today we're just going to be discussing two different artists. The first one will be the English beat.
1: And then after that, we are going to talk about the latest from the Ocean Blue.
0: So let's jump into it with the English beat. The English beat, you may remember from they had such hits as Save It For Later. Save It For Later. Mirror in the bathroom.
1: In the bathroom
0: you want... Later when the beeps what was it split off, broke up, they went on to form general public. They had some hits as tenderness. And
1: of course the uh guitarist and the bass player for the english beat went on uh, with roland gift to form fine young cannibals
0: yep and then dave and ranking roger both split up and ranking went over to the uk dave took over the u.s dave still tours as the english beat so with this album here it's this album here is here we go love
1: right yeah 2018 um the album was financed through crowdfunding which i did and uh It was one of the longest four years ever. It started in 2014 and the album was finally released in 2018. Um, It seemed like 10 years, let alone four years, because Dave and gang would tour relentlessly in order to make money to return to the studio to do a song here and there, and then return back to the road to make more money to keep financing going into the studio.
0: Now, on this album, is is it the English beat is it the beat featuring Dave Wakeland or is it Dave Wakelin? I've seen it like listed multiple yeah, times.
1: Yeah. You know, on the cover art, it says the beat starring Dave Wakeling. So I I don't know. I, I'm still gonna consider it the English beat. That's what I'm used to. Yeah,
0: I mean they've been torn enough now with just Dave as the English beat. I think it's you can safe go to either assume. way. You
1: yeah. really could go either way.
0: And listening to this, I mean you're gonna kinda hear it. I think we'll probably discuss it. It's gonna some tracks are just like the English beat, some are just like Dave's solo album, and there's even a few that kind of borderline general public.
1: Right. And um yeah and there's some that are maybe a little less interesting than either any of those three. (laughs) But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Yeah, you know, the thing is, is, I think without original members such as David Steele, Andy Cox, Everett Morton, and the legendary Saxa, the musicians are very good on this album, but they're not there's, I just don't think they're as tight instrumentally.
0: It is how it says it's Starring Dave Wakeling.
1: Yeah. No, it's his band. There's yeah. no doubt about that.
0: So we'll jump into it. We kind of mentioned, let's start a little bit through not really the track listing of the singles. I want to jump into how you mentioned you did the crowdfunding, and that was a multi-year process. Was it ever? And I think the first song that they teased for, well, I don't know if really if a, a year or two long is a tease, but it was. I think it was The Love You Give.
1: Right, and so, you know, that I, I don't necessarily think that's one of the better songs on the album. I, I think maybe it just came down to Dave having a finished track, uh, maybe the first that he had finished for this album, and so that's why he put it out as a little teaser for this uh, the uh, Here We Go Love album.
0: Yeah. Now, the first, I don't know if it was the first single on this, I really don't know if there were singles released, but the first, the first track that's on this album, I'm not sure if it's the first single that was released, was How Can You Stand There
1: how can you stand there <laughs> how can you stand there right yeah and it's a i gotta say it's a great strong ska start uh, both this song and the next one, the the one and only, really will get your feet dancing. I, I was very happy to hear those starting off this, this album.
0: Yeah, I mean, how can you stand there? That, to me, sounds like if you would have listened to it way back, could easily come off of one of the the first three English Beats albums. Oh, it doesn't yeah. miss a beat. Um, no, no pun intended. D- no pun intended. <laughs> and it even kind of picks up with Dave Subtle about how he's always wanted to be kind of, you know, he's a little bit more on the political side.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, and a number of these songs here... On this album, um, really kind of articulate Dave's political viewpoints, along with other songs that that are more love songs, shall we say, and and don't really have that sort of uh, approach to his his political beliefs. But yeah, how can you stand there? Definitely does uh, fall into that
0: category. So let's talk about Redemption Time. This is
1: Redemption Time. The world We're again. Right, yeah, a reggae tinge song. I I really like how the horns fade in and out on that song. Um it definitely is a little bit more on the uh, the beat side of things, not necessarily the Dave Wakeling solo kind of side of things. So uh, it's a song that really works for me, but I really do like the uh, the more reggae-tinged uh, sound to it. Yeah,
0: and see, for me, that one kind of reminded me of, of some general public vibes. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I could definitely see that also. Absolutely. And then after that, we get to If Killing works. like I mentioned, if there's any songs on this album that, uh, take a look at what Dave's political feelings are, this anti-war song would probably be at the top of the list.
0: Yeah. This one's definitely not like some of the others where it's a little subtle. It it pretty much in on you, but you right in the face.
1: There's no doubt that, uh, that he's he's putting across a viewpoint, a political viewpoint on this album, and this song really uh, focuses on that.
0: I'll be honest; this album took me a few listens too, to to kind of get some songs to grow on me. A this few. was one, yeah. This was one that that the first first listen through was kind of meh. We want to kind of just talk about that right now, and then get back to some of these songs. This this album
1: didn't really do a whole lot for me initially. Upon repeated listening, it did grow on me. But I must say that. Uh, If you're a a beat completist, a beat fan, then yeah, I would definitely recommend this album. Uh, If you're new to the beat, probably stick with their first couple of albums or uh, a greatest hit.
0: So we go from If Killing Worked, we go to Here We Go Love.
1: Yeah, and this one is actually now a staple uh, with them playing live. And uh, it, it has Dave at what I would call his truly foul-mouthed best.
0: I, I love this song. I um, do too. It's one that's probably my favorite of the album. It's one you're not going to hear pretty much anywhere. And if you do listen to it... Make sure your headphones are on at work when you're listening yeah, to it. Yeah,
1: that, and maybe if you uh, have kids in the car, maybe skip this song and wait till they've gone to school or something.
0: But it's a great ska song, great, almost kind of the punk ska if an attitude.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: And then you go from the up tempo, Here We Go, Love, to Never Die. We said we would never die, but what did we know?
1: Right, yeah, a very com- uh, contemplative, uh, slow song. He's also made this one of those that uh, he played, the, he and, and the beat play more in concert now. And, uh, you know, it's really good. Uh, I, I, it it kind of takes Dave to a little bit slower pace and uh, really features his vocals strongly. I, I was very happy with
0: it. Yeah, this is one, like I said, had a grow on me on the album. And I'll be honest, I really didn't care for this one until we saw him, well, we've seen the beat multiple times, multiple times a year. <laughs> but it was right after Ranking Roger passed away, and you could just right. tell the emotion with Dave how much this meant to him.
1: Right. And, I, I would not, I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't really read anything specific to it, but I would not be surprised if this was in tribute to Ranking Roger.
0: Yeah, and, and it just seeing Dave and the passion he had behind that live actually gave me a whole new respect for this song. And I, I do like how it does start off slow, it is definitely not your upbeat happy song but they do men they do bring it to to the end it does start to end on an upbeat
1: right no and the tempo really starts to build up in the song and uh, it's really a nice change from beginning to end
0: and then there's another track on this album that for me should not have worked but it grew on me and it, it's called Dem Call it
1: You come from Jamaica Right, you know, uh, obviously a ska song. I mean, you can tell uh, just by the title, but it also has some great toasting from King Shasha, uh, who kind of took over Ranking Roger's spot uh, once the the two guys split up and formed different bands. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fun reggae song that you can kind of hear everybody getting involved on,
0: and uh, it does a great job featuring pretty much everybody in the band. If you if you have a chance to see the English Beat, please go see them. Absolutely. They're a fun show, especially now when we've gone almost two years without concerts. Yes,
1: <laughs> the English Beat are starting
0: to tour again. So, and then closing out this album for me, the other track I, I liked it towards the end was Driver away. "Driver away."
1: Driver Away. Oh no, no question. I think actually this is one of the better songs on the album, and definitely one of the best songs on the second half of it.
0: And then there's a few that just, for me, just did not work. And I, I really like the English beat, but there's a few of these songs that just felt like they were stretching out just to complete an album.
1: Oh, there's no question. Yeah, I mean, the last song on the album, Be There For You, it is seven minutes long, and it really should have felt like it would... It should two really to be three minutes? Two to three minutes, yeah. It just goes on too far. Uh, it goes on too long to stay interesting, absolutely. And I, I think Steve and I would probably definitely agree both that
0: with some exceptions, the second half of this album is, is a little bit too much filler. Yeah. It's kind of like back in the day when you had the cassette, your, your A side, you probably wore out more than your B side and the B side, maybe had one or two songs that you back in the day had to g learn how to fast forward that really well and, end where that song ended.
1: Well, isn't that the beauty of CDs and uh, digital and streaming now in digital? Yeah. Dave stacked, I think the first half of the album with the more interesting songs, um, you know, it's worth listening to the whole thing for sure. There are some good songs in that latter half of the album, but, but no, in my opinion, uh, it definitely is a better first half of the album. So this is actually the first beat album, uh, first studio album since 1982's special beat service, which is 36 years um, and 31 years since David put out his one solo album.
0: Yeah. And just to reiterate what you're saying, T-Bone, I do like this album. I don't love it as much as i'm going to recommend every track but i definitely recommend still picking it up because it's been over over three decades since you've got something from the english beat and that some of these ba- you just can't replicate that sound hey, even you, if you it's just dave you
1: get sometimes right
0: so again if you do see them the english beat they are touring fairly regularly now if they do come to your town i would heavily recommend going they're always a fun show Dave never really does a set set list. It's all from memory and kind of paces it with the crowd and the reception he's getting. So it makes it unique. And he's one of those artists that you can tell truly still just has a passion and enjoys what he's doing playing live.
1: Yeah, could not agree more. Definitely worth seeing.
0: Which brings us to our next band, which is the Ocean Blue. They're uh, a band out from Hershey, Pennsylvania, founded by four young lads. David Schretzel, Bobby Mitten are both original members.
1: And then, of course, uh, uh, Ed Rohn, who does guitars, keyboards, and vocals, and Peter Anderson on drums.
0: And you may remember the Ocean Blue. They had such hits as Between Something and Nothing. Drifting and Falling. Valerie out of control. <laughs> They were going to be st- discussing their eighth full-length album, Kings, Queens, Knaves, and Thieves, which came out back in 2019.
1: And this is the only album that they've had since uh, 1999's Ultramarine. This album was produced on the Corda label, which is partially owned and run by David, along with some other Minneapolis-based
0: musicians. And not to show my hand too early, but I think this is probably the best Ocean Blue album and definitely my top album of 2019.
1: And I would, I would agree. You know, I... I absolutely love the uh, first number of of ocean blue albums hell i had their first album on cassette and uh but i i must agree with you steve that that this album is just phenomenal every every song on it is in it may not play on the radio but it, to me they're hits
0: yeah and to me it definitely played heavily especially in the dark year that was 2020
1: oh <laughs> absolutely yeah this came out just right on time in mm-hmm. 2019 as a matter of fact they were supposed to tour in 2020 and of course we know what happened but uh, they are supposedly uh, getting ready to start going back on the road again oh,
0: No, they actually are on the road right now are they on weekends on the yeah now?
1: okay well they're if you if they're in your area do not miss them
0: all right so let's get into it there's uh, the first track and the first single was kings and the queens
1: Right, immediately from the first note, you know this song is from the Ocean Blue. Oh, very
0: classic Ocean Blue. And if you're absolutely. not a fan of Ocean Blue after this song, you, may, you, you might be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, if you don't know the Ocean Blue, this is not one of those bands that you would really have to start on the first or second album to to understand their sound. Um this album, their, their version of Dream Pop, it doesn't veer much from the original album's sound. It's very similar.
0: This is a great album to pick up if you're looking for something new. You might recognize one of their songs from back in the day. There's really not a bad track on this album. It's not one that has any deep cuts. or Absolutely not. Great.
1: Yeah, they, they've uh, grown up since the days they were high school students on that first album. And they are producing music on their own uh, that is very polished and professional.
0: And speaking of the production on this album, this is one that you definitely need to listen to on on your headphones if you can. You're going to pick up so much more than you will driving in the car or having it on the studio. I agree. At work. For
1: me, it was like the keyboards, you know, the 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 synthesizers that Ed uh, throws in there a little bit, kind of deep into the album, and so you mm-hmm. don't really hear it as a in the forefront. Uh, I think Dave and and Ed's guitar work. Uh, is probably the the thing that most people are most familiar with, but his uh synthesizers and keyboards they play a little bit underneath and uh they they really sound great, especially on on headphones
0: yeah and then uh you know with this album it is definitely a collection of I think David said it was a collection of love and death songs. don't let that scare you no great the one thing i love about this album is each song kind of each song complements the other one very well
1: absolutely yeah they move in a great
0: direction you go from kings and queens to jumping into it takes so long song and then from there you jump into one that's love doesn't make it easy on us and let me tell you steve this is my favorite song on the album Um,
1: it uh, has additional vocals from minneapolis-based allison lebon and charlotte crabtree
0: Oh, I love when they kick in at that. That just makes the song. And it's built, I love how it just builds up to that too. To Absolutely.
1: That yeah, it, it really fits perfectly into the song. And as a matter of fact, if you haven't checked out the video, definitely watch it. It's worth the uh it's worth it for both the music and the imagery. I, I just can't give enough uh, platitudes to this song on the album. As much as I love the whole thing, this song for me is what makes
0: the makes the album. And then the next song all the way blue, this is one that to me, without listening, if I didn't know who the Ocean Blue was, I'd swear that this was kind of a borderline echo in the bunny man song. Oh.
1: I can see that. I think, especially because of the crisp guitar work, which for me is the highlight, and uh, Ed's lush synthesizer is is stunning.
0: And again, this one here, listen to it on your headphones. You'll pick up so much more little detail.
1: Absolutely. On to the add to the next song. Number five is uh, Paraguay, my love. <laughs> which I believe is the first song that we heard off of this new album when they came live. And uh, played it in concert. And uh, I, I was really pleasantly surprised.
0: I think you're right. I think this was. We had the fortunate, or we had the pleasure of seeing them live back in the end of 2019. And if you can see The Ocean Blue, I would definitely recommend oh, seeing yeah. them live.
1: Yeah, Bobby's uh, bass work on this song, I'll be honest with you, it lifts my spirits. I, I just love how it comes in uh, a little bit separate from the song itself and uh and bounces along in a couple of different spots and, and it just works perfectly for me
0: And then a nice little follow-up to Paraguay my love is the, the limit push you
1: push to the limit, way past the
0: limit I love the, again this one how it just kind of builds up you got that acoustic guitar going in there absolutely
1: Ka- yeah kind of sounds like
0: a train build up how it just kind of starts out slow and keeps going and...
1: oh yeah not to praise uh, Bobby again but <laughs> it really has some amazing uh, bass work and drums in it that uh, are again one of those things that you really hear better when you're uh, when you have headphones on and can hear all the different instruments working with each other
0: and then we get to the song that just reading it you might think it was a Morrissey song or the Smith song <laughs> they're within life the problems with my life.
1: Very lies. The problem with my life. Very lies. The problem with my. Absolutely. Well, you know, and these guys, uh, uh, they they readily admit that their influences back in the late 80s were the Smiths, Echo and the Bunnymen, a number of other different bands that uh, we still listen to today. And so it doesn't surprise me that, that David would, uh, would create a song that really sounds as though Morrissey uh, just put it on his latest album.
0: Oh, but it's, it's so much better than what Morrissey put out on his latest album. <laughs> Don't want to offend our Morrissey fans, but
1: yeah, prove me not.
0: wrong on, on, on his newest stuff. We'll get there.
1: Yeah, we, we're getting there.
0: Um, and then just to kind of close this out, I don't want to go, you know, we pretty much have gone track by track. But to close this out, kind of another staple with the Ocean Blues, Ed takes over vocals from one of the songs, Step Into the Night. I-
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, we were talking about that before recording this. And you can hear a little bit of a vocal difference between Ed and David. But the nice thing is, is it's not so drastically different that it takes you out of the album. It sounds, it sounds like it belongs there.
0: Yeah, and I think even just like when we see him live, I think Ed only does one song the whole night, which kind of follows the flow of the album's.
1: And the album ends off with a great song called Frozen. Um, It's, uh, you know, it winds down an amazing album with a beautiful ballad that uh, for me has, uh, again, superb use of bass from Bobby, piano, and the drums on it are just beautiful.
0: As we were re-listening to this for the podcast, I don't know if it's because we've seen him in the fall, but to me, this is an ideal fall album.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: It goes with the season. It goes with the... Cooler temperatures coming in. I would highly recommend seeking out this album. If you can if you can find it, you will not be disappointed.
1: Right, and I agree. And, and I would also recommend going to Kordarecords.com. That's K-O-R-D-A records.com. And there you can click on uh, the artist link and then on the Ocean Blue to see a number of videos off this album. I believe there's four or five of them there. As well as live performances and articles about the individual band members. Well worth taking a look at, whether you're a, a new fan or whether you've been with the band for the past 30 years.
0: And just real brief, some quick, uh, since we don't get a whole lot of it, some new wave music news. Those of you that had Adam Ant tickets for, what was it, 2019, 2020 U.S. tour? It seems so long ago. <laughs> he, he did put out something on his Facebook last week that said he's, the U.S. dates are forthcoming, so hopefully in the next week, month, couple months, we get some dates.
1: All I know is I've got a ticket just sitting on my counter waiting to be used. And then also, uh, Nights Are Ebb is going to be going back on tour with the original four members from the 1982 lineup. Uh, that's going to start at the 1st of November in Portland, and it'll end in early December in Houston.
0: And then just closing out, something I want to give a shout-out or a recommend, it's uh, Andy Partridge of XTC has a four-song EP out called My Failed Songwriting Career, Volume 1, so there may be more. We can only hope. The first single I heard off of that was Ghost Train. That was enough to convince me to buy the album. Yeah, fantastic. I highly recommend you pick it up. Now, this album, you're going to have to do a little bit of research or go old school on it. It is not digital. You're going to have to go through your music retailer of choice, local, hopefully, or Amazon. If you can't, the EP is fairly inexpensive, but it's well worth those four songs.
1: And didn't you say that these were four songs that Andy actually wrote for other artists, but they didn't... Why it's called my
0: failed songwriting career. And each inside the old... Again, this is one of the things why you want to go physical versus digital if you can. You get the liner notes or the liner notes in the ep talks about how he wrote these for different artists and they got rejected for one reason or another he doesn't throw any of the artists out on the under the bus who they were written for but
1: they but decided to use them for themselves he
0: decided anyway. he decided they were great songs and to right. want to record it
1: no they are good songs yeah and then i just want to mention that uh mr billy billy idol he has a new ep out hello goodbye there's a new And it has also four songs on it. Now this one is uh, available digitally, so you can download it or stream it from your favorite provider. Um, it's great to hear him back with Steve Stevens doing, on guitars, and uh, definitely well worth a listen.
0: To just close out this episode, we'd like to thank all our listeners for their support on our first episode that we had. It was the response we got was phenomenal. And if you guys could, if you guys have any recommendations that you'd like us to review, any albums, uh, throw it up on our Facebook page. Don't you forget about me, the New Wave Music podcast
1: and then also uh, we do have our email address we'd love to get uh, album uh, recommendations to talk about or you can just uh, let us know what you think about the show or you can just simply say hi and that email address is don't you forget podcast and it's don't without the apostrophe so d-o-n-t you forget podcast at yahoo.com
0: And just a quick tease before we sign off to give you a heads up on what we're looking for for the month of October. Our first episode out in October will feature Danny Elfman, former lead singer of Oingo Boingo. He's got a new solo album, which we'll be discussing, along with uh, the Oingo Boingo remastered albums that were put out by Rublin Records. And later in October,
1: we are going to discuss the last two albums from the legendary Gary Newman. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.